This is Hold On, We Got This. A podcast by a husband and a wife about life. Life has its ups and downs and adversities. And that's when you take a deep breath and say, Hold Hold On, We we Got got This. This is Allison. And this is Casey. And today we are talking about where we focus our energy. Yes. We're coming up on an election year, and so we really want to focus on what we want versus what we don't want. Yeah, I think, you know, definitely with the election, that's that's a primary thing. But I think this really does apply to, you know, everything, everything. Yeah. You know what you how you wake up in the morning, um, how you go to bed at night, um, you know, politics um, to, you know, how, you know, you have your relationship with your spouse. You know, it's it's. There are so many things that this applies to. And, you know, I think we're going to start kind of with the large picture being the easy subject of politics because everybody can relate to that out of the gates. But then we can kind of, you know, drill down on that a bit. I think when when we start any sentence with I don't want, we know we're already headed in the wrong direction. Yeah. So on our walks, we see a lot of these different like campaign signs. And there's one particular sign that stands out to me. You have one that stands out to you. One particular sign that stands out to me is a black sign with a white nope on it. And yep. OPE. And over the nope is a little blonde or ginger illustration of Trump's toupee. Right. And then underneath it in tiny little little letters, it says Biden 2020. That sign to me is telling the universe Trump. Yeah. All the universe sees is Trump in that situation because that's the biggest part of the thought. Well, you think about it because it's it's definitely a play on Obama's theme in, in 09, which was hope. hope. And it was his face. Right. So you got to think hope, Obama. And right. And look how that worked. Right. I mean, I don't care but if you see, liked Obama or not, but that's a positive. And it got him elected. That, yeah. yeah. Whether you liked him or not, that campaign, you know, that part of that, it got him elected. Because when we put positive, when we put I want in front of something, mm-hmm. that is the result we'll get. When we put I don't want in front of something, that is the result we're going to get. It doesn't matter the subject. We've talked about this before. Yeah. It's two sides of a coin, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you know, you're going to get the same fucking coin. You're going to get the you're going to get get the result that you're putting out there so like talking about waking up in the morning i wake up really really tired if i go to bed at night and i go god i don't want to wake up tired tomorrow morning i'm gonna wake up tired the next morning that's a pretty good chance if i go to sleep at night and go i am so grateful for what is going to be a good night's sleep and i'm excited to wake up well rested tomorrow the chances of my brain truly feeling and manifesting that reality mm-hmm. is much higher. Or think about it this way, you know, for those gym rats of us, it's like you see a workout and you go, oh, I don't want to do that workout. Right. How is your performance going to be for that workout? Right. It's going to be pretty piss poor. And a lot of times people look at that and say, I don't want to do that. And they start cherry picking their 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 workouts or their movements or X, Y, Z. Right. And, you know, that applies to so many things in life. I don't know about the rest of our five listeners um <laughs> five and dropping <laughs> please share you guys if you feel like any of our podcasts would help somebody else or it's information that they would find fun or funny or interesting or captivating post or, that shit please post that shit um yeah so i don't know about the listeners but for me when i reflect back on 2016 and donald trump getting elected I reflect on a lot of the energy that I personally was putting out there. And that was, 
I don't want Donald Trump. I don't want Donald Trump. And all the universe kept hearing was Donald Trump, Donald Trump. Buddy, but Trump. Right. Or I was saying, I don't really want Hillary. And I don't, I mean, I, I didn't hate Hillary. I just was like, man, I wish it was somebody else. Like I, I just, I thought people, I thought she was going to have to be a stalemate and she would be a waste, not her personally, but people would Congress and the Senate would make her presidency a freaking waste. Yeah. Politics outweighed the effectiveness of the individual and everyone's just like, okay. And selfishly, I wanted the momentum that Obama had given us. Yeah. Um, and I think some people were even thinking like, I don't want to lose that momentum. And what did we do? We lost the momentum. <laughs> Big fucking Well, thing. I think as a country, you know, regardless is that we lost focus, you know. Um, and the other thing is, is that we stopped listening. Yeah. We stopped listening to each other. It's hard to listen. It's hard to listen to angry people. It's hard to listen to women. Myself included. Yeah, it's hard to listen. To- We're all very cynical and angry. Yeah. When you're being screamed at, it's hard to listen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, when you, when you're focused, going back to the energy thing, when your focus is, um, A, I'm not being heard. Uh huh. People don't listen to me. Um, people aren't hearing me. The, uh, I don't want to be ignored. I don't want to be ignored. Well, guess what's going to happen? We're going to get ignored. You're going to get ignored. You're going to, you know, you want to be listened to. So, you know, what are some proactive steps that you can do to be heard? Um, Emphasis on proactive, <laughs> okay? Um, you can be active, um, and that can be uh, both positive and negative. So try and think of pro- proactive ways to be heard, and and sometimes it doesn't work the first time, the second time, or the third time. And sometimes it, ne- it doesn't go exactly the way you want it to, but it's your intentions of being uh, trying to achieve something positive. I also think that being proactive is part of what we discussed a little bit on last week's episode, which was um, when things go badly, what does that look like for you? Like right. start to prepare yourself and go, okay, is my life literally going to end if Trump gets reelected? Like what is November? What, what does the next day look like? When right. we see the popular vote, we see the electoral vote and we know who our next president's going to be for the next four years. Does my life just end because it's Trump? No, it doesn't. And I have to be proactive in thinking, what are some of the things that I'm going to do? And um, a lot of those things are the things that we've been doing for the last four years. And maybe we have to step up our game and have to get the disenfranchised voters to be to feel included and to feel engaged again. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm, And, it, you know, I think what, again, going back to, you know, like, 2016 when trump was elected you know we focused so much i mean just driving around denver you saw so many signs of and i you know i was definitely one of them you know calling you know we're only referring to him as 45 and things like that but you always saw these signs not my president not this yeah you know well i refer to him as the orange supreme leader the orange supreme leader and and (laughs) You know, and it's, it's fun to have fun, you know, with your leaders, um, you yeah. know, but I think, you know, in, in large, you know, part that energy that we, the, I guess the opposition party, if you want to call it, you know, we were focusing on so much of the negative, you know, we we're never going to get anything out of this. And it's hard. I mean, it's, it's hard not to be completely cynical and either be satirical with that cynicism or just straight up be angry with that cynicism. Um, 
Because when you do think about it and you think about everything, all the steps backward we've taken yeah. and sort of the hate that's been incited in the country because of this presidency, it's hard to remain positive. It's hard to find um, the silver lining. And I think that maybe Trump isn't the silver lining. I don't think it, no. I, I certainly can't. <laughs> I know there's a couple of things that he's done that have benefited me, but when I think about a president, I'm looking less about what's benefiting me overall and really what's benefiting the greater good. Yeah. And he really hasn't done that for me. Like, no. I don't see that. I, I would, I would tend to agree with you. You know, I think, you know, I always use the, um, you know, the old analogy of broken clocks right twice a day, you know, and Trump right. does something right. Um, you know, he does do things that occasionally are effective. However, in large part, he's done nothing. He's not an effective leader. He's, necessarily. Not, he's, not, he's an effective leader of people that agree with him. So then we think about the things that we do want in a leader, right? I yeah. want somebody who sort of, I want somebody who will unite the country or try to, yep. um, and not outwardly be divisive. No one is going to like, no, not the whole, the whole country is never going to like the president. Like it's just never going to happen. It's not possible. It's just not possible. But we do want somebody who who doesn't just outwardly try to divide us. Right. And, um, you know, we want a candidate who will listen to what matters right now to the country. We've got so much momentum with Black Lives Matter and with with continuing this hard fight for the civil rights, civil at least, at the very minimum civil. Um you know, we've got we've got such momentum. We want a leader who is going to at least at the very least allow us to continue that without trying to stifle us. Right. And if they want if that candidate wants to jump on board with us and be leadership in that movement. Fuck. Yes. Like, by all means. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, what else do we want? Like what order your perfect president? Um, you know, my you know, my um, my perfect you know, I'm not even gonna say president. I'm just gonna say my my ideal leader, mm -hmm. um, and that can come from someone that's not in elected office. Um, right, leaders know, in your life, leaders in sure, my sure. life, leaders. You know, you know, there's political leaders that are unelected. You know, you think Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, um, uh, you know, those types. Right. Uh, um, you know, these are these are leaders that are unelected, but they have such high quality visions and and leadership qualities that they, you know, inspire and lead from from that point of view and mm -hmm. they you know um so i'm i'm kind of thinking broad more broader from my perspective mm -hmm. and so and i think one thing that we are sorely lacking right now is true leadership and what that looks like is to me is first and foremost the spine mm -hmm. you have to have a spine um, and what I mean by that is that you have to not only stand up for what you believe in, but sometimes you have to stand up for things that you don't necessarily believe in. Right. Um, but that, you know, is but, right uh, for the greater good. Yes. There is this group over here that uh, is doing things I don't necessarily agree with, but I understand the why. Yeah. And I need to take my personal beliefs, whatever they may be, and maybe set those to the side. And go, I need to hear these people. Right. I need to put on a leadership hat and I need to say, I don't share your perspective, yeah. but I see it and I'm I'm willing to work with because you. Because effective leadership is not going in and talking to someone saying, hey, why, you know, here you have a problem. 
you need to fix this problem or you are, I don't know what's going to happen, but you're probably going to be, you know, removed or I don't know what's going to happen to your life right. or a true effective leader walks in and says, Hey, I understand that things are off right now. Mm -hmm. What can I do to help? Are you okay? What's going on? Or even better, like I would love a leader who comes in and says, hey, I know things aren't going correctly right now. And here are some ideas that I have to fix it. And I'm going to begin executing these. Yeah. And then that same leader can hear from, you know, the people most affected and hear and say when they say, no, 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 that's not going to work. Yeah. We want this instead and find that compromise, meet in the middle. Because one thing I don't think the country needs right now is to be asked what we need. Yeah, well, I mean, show me because you fucking me. know what I need. Well, I think the first and foremost, I think, <laughs> you know, the, the, the first thing that any leader can do is just simply shut the fuck up and listen. Yes. Um, because, you know, and that goes for not just the president, not just for elected officials. And you, know, you look up at, you know, what's going on in Portland. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that these are a group of very angry people with a cause, but it's without a captain. They right. don't have any leadership. And so it's. And the leadership they chaos. do have, it's, I mean, the, the mayor is like. Well, I mean, he's not the leader of that, what's going on down there. No, he, I know. He's but elected he, official. It's he, exacerbating everything. It's not, I don't know. Well, it's just rough there. Well, you know, with Portland and the mayor specifically, it goes back to point number one. Yeah. There's no backbone there. Mm -hmm. Right. He is the most progressive mayor in the entire country. Mm -hmm. And yet. We've here he finds himself. Right. So what you're doing, Mr. Mayor, ain't working. Yeah. And they're turning on you, the most progressive mayor. So there's some major issues there. And again, it goes That's back where to it gets you. You're scared to do the wrong thing. You want to get reelected. You want. And it's like that can't be the sole objective. Yeah. OK, that's another thing I want in my leader. I would like my leader to lead based off of the needs of the people he's leading, he or she is yeah. leading, and not based off of the needs of the objective to be reelected. Like, you only get two terms anyways. Please go fuck yourself. When you lead me, I need you to lead this country from the perspective of what the people you're leading need. Yeah, I think, you know, in, in any leadership position, you know, especially elected officials, is, it, I mean, I think it would be everyone's dream to have a leader that walks into a job, um, without fear or without the priority of being reelected. Um, yeah. Like if you walk in, Hey, listen, if I do my job, the way I was elected to and deliver on the promises that I was elected to, to deliver upon and I don't get reelected either a, my ideas weren't effective mm -hmm. or I didn't deliver. Those are the two. It's a, it kind of comes down to almost a binary option there. Yeah. And I know we're oversimplifying it because yes. I know that, there's lobbyists. There's, and there's a, lot a lot of, of bullshit money, that goes and into it. And there's this and that. Right, and, right. and, and, you know, this is all, but this is, this is a hypothetical situation, which we like want to express what, what we want. We want in leadership. The other thing is, you know, number three, and I, this probably goes in line with the first two, um, is empathy. You have to be able to be empathetic as a leader. Mm -hmm. You have to understand the pain or the, the positive or whatever that's going on, you have to be able to understand what is going on. You know, if, if you come in and, you know, it doesn't matter what perspective, if you're, you know, pro second amendment and that leadership is going, 
absolutely not. These guns should be completely illegal. These people should not be allowed to to gather with their guns and things right. like that. And you know, I want to eliminate. Then we're just polarizing again. You're just polarizing. Or if you, you know, if a football player takes a knee and you make it a national issue and you and you distract from what they're protesting. Right. You distract from the message. It's just all about it's, the protest. It's all anti-America, right. anti-military, anti-this, which Bullshit. is the furthest thing from the truth. And it just becomes a big distraction that further divides and conquers. And maybe that's their maybe that's their angle. But I think we as Americans forget that we have a lot more power and a lot more say than we give ourselves credit for um, in choosing our leadership. Because here's the thing is that we have to we cannot ever forget is who works for who. Right. And it's not only in our energy, but it's in our actions. Right. When we. when we sit back and hope that the leader is the leader that we're electing is going to do the right thing, or we sit back and we hope that other people will make the right decision. We're not taking an active approach and putting our good and positive energy towards something that we want. Instead, we sort of sit back in Monday morning quarterback being like, well, another election lost. I knew that was going to happen and that's why I didn't vote. Or, well, another, you know, another Senate race lost and I knew that was going to happen. That's why I didn't donate. Or you feel like they're bought and paid for and your, your options are so limited, you know, and, and there's not anything, you know, there is no right answer. But I think if we want to show our children, then, you know, the next generation that will be our elected official officials, and the next people that will be the, the next major a- um, advocates and activists, we need to show them that it's in the power of us as the people with our energy and our active and 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 how active we are to make the changes that we want to see, to show them that, you know, we've, my, our generation, we talk all the time and you hear it all the time about the electoral college, how we want the electoral college gone. Yeah. And nobody ever does anything. Nobody can get the footing to do anything about it. Most mostly that's like we don't know what it's about or we don't know how it works or we don't know who these electoral college people are. There's so many different layers to why we still have not achieved getting rid of that element of our election process. If we hate it so much, let's stop talking about how we don't want it and let's start talking about how we want now that we don't have rural America who can't travel 50 miles to the nearest polling place. In some cases, that is true, but it's not like back when this country first started. No. We don't need an electoral college anymore. We want the popular vote to matter. We want the people whose voices want to be heard to be heard. Yeah, and and you know, I mean with electoral college, I know there's a lot of semi-valid arguments to get, you know, oh, sure. to keep sure. it. You know, it's like, you know, South Dakota doesn't want California making all the decisions. Well, I hate to break it to you, but uh, look at how the Senate fucking works. Yeah. There's 10 people in South Dakota and there's 50 million in California. And guess who, you know, how many votes those two states have equally? They both have two senatorial, senatorial votes each. Yeah. So it kind of does come down to, you know, you know, my philosophy is always fuck the president. You know, that guy is just a, you know, a guy. He's just a, yeah, that's you know, just a person. It, you know, the Senate and the House are the most critical places that you need to vote in. And that's where we tend to sit on our hands. I can't help but think we're starting to learn that a little bit. I sure hope so, because that drives me crazy. And, you know, I think there's, a, you know, and and <laughs> trying not to go on a rant here. You know, the one thing that we we as America, I think, as the United States tend to forget um, or we 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 lack um, the ability to grow is that we look at this Constitution as a sacred document that cannot be changed. 
And, you know, and it was written by a bunch of divine individuals in 1776. And it was, um, and, or not even 1776, it was like 1789. But with all that being said, you know, we look at the system that it's some sort of divine intervention. And yes, was it a great thing? But we always have to remember that this was the great experiment. Yeah. And experiments need to be tweaked. And it was right. Your theory is constantly going to change. Your hypothesis is constantly going to change. And you've got to keep tweaking. It. You've got to keep working at it, looking at a different angle, finding a new perspective. Yeah. And things will change. Your um the 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 contents of your experiment are going to evolve and change and therefore everything about your experiment must change yeah and so right now we're like in this place where we're forgetting that this was a blueprint yeah this wasn't the lock solid this is a end of discussion if it was, we wouldn't have the Supreme Court. We wouldn't have. No, there are three branches of government. And the one thing that we always have to remember is that the president mm -hmm. is not a king. No, he is not a king. <laughs> we this isn't this isn't medieval France. This isn't medieval. I England. know he thinks he's the king, especially this one. Oh, this one Lord. really thinks that he is, um, you know, above it all, um, regardless of I don't give a fuck what your politics are. Um, there's a way to lead and there's a way not to. And yeah. This is definitely pretty piss poor. In my I opinion. just want, I, you know, I want somebody a little more pragmatic, a little more thoughtful. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, that would I, be good. I want someone that can, can, you know, articulate the situation as it is. And, um, I would really love one that, um, I would love somebody. doesn't tweet. Um, yeah. Period. Doesn't uh, tweet. I think that's end of sentence. Especially like <laughs> if, if your president is retweeting, you don't have a president. Mm -mm. You have a troll. Yeah. Bottom line. I think I would like, well, I've said it before. I said it to Jackson today too, and he agreed, but I want Michelle Obama to run for president. I think that'd be very interesting. Um, I expressed, we had a conversation about yeah. this the other day and I was like, you know, I would love a woman. I, I, I think, I, you know, women, you know, fun fact, uh, -huh. uh, every single country that is ran by a woman uh -huh. in, the, in the world right now has the lowest impact of coronavirus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> that's I mean, because we know to tell our children to wash their and, hands. And I know y'all out there can deep dive into that and come up with a bunch of ways to say, oh, it's this for this reason, that reason. But the fact of the matter is, is that is that's on its face. That's a fact for itself. And, you know, I think, you know, there's no reason. I don't want a woman no... just for to have, like, like I, I should clarify, like, I don't want to have a female president just for this fact of having a female president. Right. And because I myself am a female, I just, we haven't yet. And, and the white dude thing has worked fine for us. It has more or less. We've, you're never going to ha be happy with every president. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, while that has worked, we do need, I mean, we are such a diverse country. Right. And the fact that we have had not, we haven't had diverse leadership in the, in the um, executive branch is really weird to me. Like, let's just shake it up. It is. It is. And, you know, I heard a really interesting term. I was listening to Rogan the other day and he was talking to this guy, I forgot his name off the top of my head. Um, but, you know, he was talking about making sure that, you know, um, yeah about how African-Americans are referred to in different contexts and, you know, and we have all these labels, but there's this really interesting one. Um, and I haven't done any research on it, so I'm talking a little bit out of my ass, but he um, referred to it as a DOS and that's a descendant of slavery. Mm. Um, and so though that group of individuals are, who are um, 
truly are back the backbone of this country. We, we are not here. We're not who we are um, in so many different ways right. without the DOS, as he referred to it. And that's the descendants of slavery. Because, you know, even in even Obama, right. not a DOS. Um, and so right. um, they, that group in particular, is critically underrepresented oh. and, and critically under discussed. Um, you right. know, cause you have, you know, all these immigrants and they all, um, have experienced racism in various different forms. Right. Um, they're not excluded from that because of, you know, they've been here for one or two generations or whatever the case may be. Right. That's not the discussion. The discussion that I'm proposing <laughs> and this, you know, escalating, uh, conversation is this is a widely, um, much like the Native Americans to a degree, um, underrepresented under under discussed under under yeah i mean i think that's another thing where we can put that on the want list like i want individuals in this country who are underrepresented disenfranchised um under discussed uh, and they're not even brought to the table to have a discussion yeah. i want to hear from those people yeah. like that's what i want because if i if we as a country and and i mean we like all of the people in this country if, if we as a country are not looking at every corner of this country and looking for perspective from every person in this country right. then we're really not truly a unified country we're not really united states of america we're the privileged people of america and we're, then everybody else we're this group and that group and that neighborhood and that school and, yeah and and that job and that company and that and that business and over and, there and over there and, and then there's over here yeah and, you know those that you know we don't like to talk about and you know those that we like to instagram about but not necessarily do anything about um, right you know i mean you think about it. <laughs> rant day i guess is you think about we just dropped trillions of dollars on the coronavirus but yet we have a homeless problem of epic proportions uh, and yeah we still have yet to do shit about it from an from a local state or national perspective and yet here we are it it's just another underrepresented sanction of our community yes. our our national community is about, not just one group of people. Yeah, and you think about how the homelessness became such an issue. A, you go back to you know the 08 financial crisis. Then you start building up on that, and you look at the opioid crisis and, and how that became a crisis. Then you look at your leadership yeah. and how the opioid, opioid crisis became a opioid crisis to begin with, and then you look at the pharmaceutical companies. Then you just kind of just you deep dive into this shit, and you just realize how important actual leadership yeah. is and focusing on what we want um, and the energies that we want, not the things that we don't. We don't want homelessness. Guess what? We're going to get homelessness. We're going to get homelessness. So instead, we want solid, actionable plans to give every person a home and an opportunity. That's what we want. Yep. So we say the things we want. And to wrap this episode up, if you find yourself saying, God, I really don't want that, reframe the sentence. I'm telling you, the more energy that we put into the things that we want, the more it will happen. And elections are so crucial to this theory because the more energy we collectively put towards something, the more the result is going to come to fruition in that area. So if we are collectively saying we don't want Trump, we're going to get him. Instead, let's focus on everything we want for the country, everything we want for our household, for us. And then let's take actionable and proactive, proactive, proactive steps to make it happen. Absolutely. And the other thing is, and this is something that I constantly need to work on. Um, I, I get almost daily reminders, but 
we need to become better listeners. You need to listen. Mm -hmm. You need to not wait, not let the person speak and then formulate a response, but formulate the response once the um, person has done saying their piece. Um, that's a big one. And I think the habit has really become uh, reinforced through Facebook feeds and, and, and social media because there's, there's, there's not a lot of give and take. It's all about proving your point. Your point. And to wrap it up really quickly, if you have not registered to vote, go ahead and do it. Vote. It is your right. It is your freedom. Just do it. Vote. Please. Please. And then uh, last but not least, make sure you please share the episode um, and tell all your friends about us because um, we like to talk to you guys. Thanks.